Everybody say servants. That is the, that's the actual title that Jesus is called in the Bible, the suffering servant. And that's a big deal. Let's go to Luke chapter 9, verses 18 to 22. How many of y'all been to the dentist within the last six months? Keep doing that. Keep doing that. How many of y'all haven't been to the dentist in six months? You don't have to raise your hands. I, I like that, Brie. Good. No shame. No shame. I'm telling you, when you don't go to the dentist every six months and you go, let's say, maybe a year and a half, right? Oh, it hurts. It hurts. They just start digging in there and you get, you get angry at them, you know, because this person is literally taking knives to your gums and you're just like, and your teeth, and he's just smacking at it and you're just like, man, I really don't like this person right now. But uh, that's your fault, right? That was your fault. You did that, okay? Now... That's a bit of suffering that I don't like to go through, man, especially when they put that pink stuff. What is that called? Anybody know what that's called, the pink stuff they put in your mouth? Like the, 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 the bubble gum stuff, the cleaner thing? I'm telling you, man, I used to freak out. I was like, I can't breathe. And I'm like, I'm like breathing through my nose, but then sometimes my nose is stuffed. So it's just like suffering, man, suffering. But here, here's the thing, right? Suffering is a part of life. Suffering isn't always wrong either. A lot of people, they think that suffering is really bad, right? Suffering is something that, you know, you, you shouldn't go through. You should avoid at all times, right? I, I'm a gym teacher, all right? I have a student in here. I won't name said student, right? But a lot of times when I tell people to, to do exercises, right, they, they get really annoyed and they get winded and they get tired and I even have little kids come up, and they're saying, I had one kid come up, and he's like, oh, man, coach, something's wrong. Like, and it was, it was after I made him do laps. He's like, man, like my sides hurt, like my ribs or something's going on. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's good that you feel that. And he just looked at me like I was evil. And I was just like, no, it's good. This type of suffering is good for you. And we have to understand, just like that song says, uh, God, he, he turns everything that the enemy meant for evil, but he turns it for good. He turns it to good. A lot of times we go through suffering, and we think that there's nothing good that can come out of it, but there is. And we're about to get into how Jesus suffered. I just want you to remember that, okay, because it's going to be a theme towards the end of this message, but then also next week. Uh, but here's the thing. Jesus had to suffer. He had to suffer. He had to do it. There was no if, ands, no buts about it. Jesus must go through that. He had to go through that. And why did he have to go through that? Because we deserved it. We deserved it. We deserved what he, go, he went through. So Jesus had to suffer, and he has this conversation with his disciples. It starts off right here. Once when Jesus was praying in private, and his disciples were with him. He asked them, who do the crowd say I am? And they replied, man, some say John the Baptist. Others say Elijah. And still others that one of the prophets of long ago that came back to life. Man, they didn't even know. They, they were talking about reincarnation right now. They didn't know what was going on. But then Jesus is like, all right, what about you guys? Who do you say I am? And Peter answered, God's Messiah. As in God's anointed one, the Christ, the one that's going to come and fix everything. 
That's what Peter answered. So Jesus then said this. Strictly, he warned them not to tell anybody. He's like, hey, don't tell anybody, okay? Don't tell anybody that you got this, all right? Don't, don't, don't do that. Then he says, for the Son of Man must suffer many things. Everybody say suffer. Everybody say suffer. He must suffer many things and be rejected. Everybody say rejected. By the elders and the chief priests and the teachers of the law, and he must be killed. Everybody say killed. And on the third day, be raised to life. Jesus told his disciples this to not tell anybody about him being the Messiah yet because they didn't quite understand what it meant for Christ Jesus to be the Messiah, right? They didn't understand that Jesus wasn't just going to come over uh, to like the the Roman Empire, right, and just topple it down. He wasn't going to come and just kick doors open and be like, I'm the Messiah, get out this place, right? No, he wasn't going to do that. He did flip some tables, right? He did do that. Right? They were probably hyped about that, but they really thought Jesus was going to come guns blazing, right? Like just bum rush the Capitol on some weird stuff and, and shoot everybody, okay? With arrows and stuff and rain fire from, from heaven. They really thought that. They really thought that was going to happen, that Jesus was going to come with all of God's wrath. Now, here's the thing He didn't do that. He didn't do that. Why didn't he do that? Because he had to suffer. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 53, right? How many of y'all have read this chapter? If you're in 101, you should have read this chapter, and if you haven't, it's okay. You got a, you got a couple lessons to go. Maybe you forgot. Uh, let's go a little bit higher, the, the last couple verses of Isaiah 52, okay? All right, right there. So it's the suffering and the glory of the servant. See, see my servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. So that's, that's pretty cool. You know, this servant's going to be lifted up. But then it says, just as there were many who were appalled at him. Oh, hold on. That just switched up real quick, and it's going to continue to switch up. It says, just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being, and his form was marred beyond any human likeness. The man was jacked up in the face. So he will sprinkle many nations and kings and will shut their mouths because of him. For what they were not told, they will see, and what they have not heard, they will understand. Who has believed our message, to whom the arm of the Lord has been revealed? He grew up before him like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him, nothing in his appearance that we should desire him. He was despised, and he was rejected by mankind. Everybody say despised. Everybody say rejected. He was a man of suffering, familiar with pain, like one from whom people hide their face. He was despised, and we held him in low esteem. We didn't think much of him. Surely he took our pain, and he bore our sufferings. Yet we considered him punished by God, stricken by him, and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him. And by his wounds, we are healed. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. Each of us have turned our own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before its shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. By oppression and judgment, he was taken away. Yet who of his generation protested? For he was cut off. Everybody say cut off. 
from the land of the living. For the transgression of my people, he was punished. He was assigned a grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death. Though he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth, yet it was the Lord's will to crush him and cause him to suffer. And though the Lord makes his life an offering for sin, he will see his offspring and prolong his days. And the will of the Lord will prosper in his hand. After he has suffered, everybody say after suffering. He will see the light of life and be satisfied. And by his knowledge, my righteous servant will justify many. He will bear their iniquities. Therefore, I will give him a portion among the great. And he will divide the spoils among the strong. Because he poured out his life unto death. And was numbered with the transgressors. For he bore the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Man, everyone everyone praise God for his word. Praise God for his word. That's awesome. That's a whole movie. Y'all don't even understand. That's a whole movie. You see, everybody got the understanding that he's going to suffer. And then after he suffers, he's going to see the light of his life. There's a chronological event happening here. Jesus is suffering. Jesus is seeing the light of life. But they didn't get this. And this is why Jesus had to suffer. I remember thinking a long time ago, why did Jesus just have to, like, die? Why couldn't Jesus just, like, you know, hug us to salvation, right? Like, like in the, the movie Chosen, right? He's just hugging people. And all of a sudden they get saved right there. Why can't we just see that happen, right? Why isn't Jesus just, you know, like, man, all the people about to crucify him, he's just like, come here, come here, just give me a hug. Why did it have to be the complete opposite of that? And this is why. How many of you think this is before Christ was born and died and resurrected? How many of you think this is before? I mean, it's literally talking about what happened. So how many of you think it happened before? How many of you think that? Raise your hand. How many of you think this is after Jesus died, right, where the story has been written, people know who Christ is? So this is actually before. This is called prophecy. Everybody say prophecy, right? This is called, if you've seen any of, like, uh, if you've read, and I know a lot of you are in high school, right? Anybody ever read the story uh, Oedipus? Oedipus? Oedipus Rex? Oedipus Rex, thank you. There's a prophecy, this guy, he's going to do some weird thing. I'm not going to get into the story, but it's a weird story. But there's a prophecy, and that prophecy happens. And even though he tries to avoid the prophecy from happening, it still happens. Really strange, but... That is kind of how prophecy works. Prophecy is something that has spoken that's going to come to pass. Back in the day, they had prophets. The guy who wrote this is a prophet, and he's talking about something that he saw from the Lord. Now, here's the thing. If we can go to the first slide. This is talking about Jesus. However, it's really, in their mind, they're just thinking this is the servant of the Lord. This is the Messiah, right? They don't know about Jesus. They just know that there's this Christ to come. And there's some things that he needs to go through. So Jesus, aware, right, of course, because he's that guy. He's the one that inspired them to write that. He's saying, I'm going to have to go through this. I have to suffer. I have to go through these things. So this is some of the sufferings that Christ had to go go through. First of all, Christ was wounded. Christ was wounded. He was wounded. He was pierced for our sins. He carried our pain. The The pain that we go through, he actually put it on our back, his back. He was crushed for our iniquities. He was wounded for the rebellion of his people. That means like, you know, when your brother does something, but then you get smacked for it. Yeah, that ever happened to you guys? 
That's how some people were raised back in the day. It's like, you, you know, it's the, there's the favorite child, right? And the favorite child don't get nothing. But if the favorite child messed up, why weren't you watching him? Boom, slap, slap, right? Jesus was slapped for the rebellion of his people. Literally, he was slapped, okay? And he was killed. But he did not retaliate. So some of the sufferings of Christ include this. He went through this. Piercings, uh, being uh, being slapped, being his, having his beard ripped apart, having a crown of thorns put on his head. He was wounded. Everybody say he was wounded. That's part of the sufferings of Christ. Remember that. Also, he was rejected. He was rejected. People hid their faces from him. They were ashamed of him. He was not attractive by any standard. People weren't drawn to him. He didn't have the best Jordans, right? He didn't have the best Nazareth 11s. He didn't have the best beard. He wasn't the best looking. He wasn't the richest guy. Had the richest clothing. He didn't have the best and fastest donkey, right? He didn't even have a donkey. They had to borrow someone's donkey. He had no place to lay his head. Jesus had nothing to attract people to him. And he was judged unjustly and abandoned even though he was innocent, you think you've been, you know, you ever been in trouble for something you've never done? Think about Jesus. He was slapped by a bunch of priests that all accused him of blasphemy. And then he was killed in, front, uh, he was killed in the, same, uh, the same space as a thief. Jesus went through a lot. And guess what? No one cared. No one cared. He died, and this was just some crazy Jewish man that claimed to be the Messiah, and he was dead. No one cared for him. This was a part of his suffering. Everybody say he was rejected. He was killed. He was treated harshly, whipped with this thing called the cat of nine tails. They take a bunch of glass and they put it on a rope and then they just whip you with it and it rips your shred, it shreds your skin. And it was so bad. Listen, if you've seen the Passion of Christ, it doesn't even get close to that. Literally, you could see his bones. That's what that, if, if they were to literally do that right now in front of, in front of you on someone, it would be worse than what they did to the slaves. It would be worse than that. You could literally see his bones. You can see blood. I mean, he was unrecognizable. And he was assigned a grave with the criminals. Usually, we respect the dead. Jesus, they didn't want to respect him. He was killed, given the worst death. A death reserved for the worst of criminals. And he was cut off from the land of the living. That means he stopped breathing. He died. Jesus did die. As you are going to die, Jesus died. And he was considered cursed by God. He was considered cursed. They didn't say, man, RIP Jesus. No one had Jesus on a t-shirt with clouds and all that, fading in the distance, looking at the sunset, and it's like RIP J. No one had that for him, Right? They didn't have uh, something on the street corner with a light, a candle and everything. They didn't have flowers for him. He was considered cursed by God. The scripture says anyone that's hung on a pole is cursed. When the Jews said crucify him, they all said curse him, God. He was killed, rejected. He was wounded. This is what our Savior went through. Can we go to uh, Philippians chapter 1, verses 20, uh, verse 29? This is what our Savior went through. He was wounded. He was rejected. He was killed. Imagine, imagine that's your God. That's your Savior. That's the Messiah. What should you expect from your life? That's what's going through the disciples' minds right there. Jesus being taken away. Jesus being wounded. Jesus being rejected by people. Jesus being killed. What? 
This is the guy I was following for three years. What am I going to do now? I don't want I remember in high school, right? In high school, when I was going to Taft, not when y'all going to Taft, because y'all going to Taft now, I don't know how it is. But when I was going to Taft, there was regular jumpings. There was race wars. It was, it was kind of entertaining for me at one point. But then I started, like, getting convicted, and I was like, I'm just watching some dude get beaten. It's not that fun. But I remember the dude who was getting jumped, if he didn't have any close friends, ain't no one jumping in for him. I remember one time some girl took a lock, and she was beating some other girl with a lock. No one wanted to hop in. That's it. No one wanted to hop in. But some guy tried to hop in. All of a sudden, the girl who was, getting, the girl who was doing the beating, that girl hopped in and started beating him with a lock. And I was like, whoa. And I'm just, I got a front row seat, but then I had to leave because I had, it was late to class. But that was life, right? That was life. Now imagine this. You're a disciple. Jesus, this dude walking on water. This dude raising the dead. Wait, this dude getting arrested. Wait, this dude getting beat. Wait, this dude getting killed. I'm not jumping in. The disciples, Peter left. Everyone abandoned him. John was the only one there with Mary, but they all pretty much gave up. They didn't want to jump in and stand up for Christ. Like sheep, they were all led astray. They left him. What about you guys? See, this is the truth here. So it says, for it has been granted to you on behalf of Christ, not only to believe. Say, not only to believe in him, but also to suffer. Everybody say suffer for him. So as much as we are expected to believe in Christ, we're actually expected to suffer for him. Can we go back to the, 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 the slide I was going through with uh, wounded, rejected? Let's go with wounded. Let's go back all the way to the first one. Are you willing to be pierced? Are you willing to be crushed? Are you willing to, to suffer? Are you willing to, to be wounded but not retaliate? Are you willing to go through that? In your schools, amongst your peers? Are you willing to be spit in the face? Willing to be slapped, punched? Can we go to the next slide? About the rejected. Are you willing to be rejected? Have people hide their faces from you? Ashamed, lose your popularity, lose your status, lose scholarships, lose things because people don't want to be associated with you. Do you want to lose all your attraction because you decided to follow Jesus? Do you want to be judged unfairly where people try to find the worst things about you and highlight it so that people can turn away from you? Do you want to lose the care that people have for you? Are you willing to be killed? See, this is what the, this is what the disciples were thinking about. When they saw this happening to Jesus, they thought, if this happens to my master, to the one who is supposedly the Messiah, what, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to me? See, we come to Christ thinking blessing, 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 happiness, happiness, happiness. But we don't ever think suffering. 
We try to exclude that. I want to have a good life, God. I want to have the God kind of life. I want to have that good life. I don't want to have that, that, that Christ life. I don't want to have that kind of life. You see, Jesus, if you are to believe in Jesus, expect to suffer for Jesus. As much as we've been given this gift, it's a gift to believe in Jesus. It's a gift. See, we shouldn't be able to believe in Jesus and not just believe that he exists, but to trust him, to hold on to him, to be able to be supported by him, for him to be at our side. We shouldn't deserve that. But as much as we're given that gift, we're also given this, a lot of suffering. You see, when Jesus said to follow him, this is what he said. That whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves, pick up their cross, and follow me. You see, every one of you have a cross. Every one of you has a cross. And if you're not willing to pick up your cross, you can't follow Jesus. If you're not willing to deny yourself the, the most precious things about yourself, the most closest things about yourself. You're not willing to deny yourself and pick up that cross. What's the cross? The cross is the same thing they killed Christ on. That means if you're not willing to bear these sufferings that Christ went through, you can't follow him. You can't follow him. You've left Jesus. You've left him. Because Jesus is still going. He's still walking. And if you're not willing to bear that cross, you're going to end up falling behind because you want to. The minute someone makes fun of you, you're going to be like, oh, can't bear this cross. The minute someone stops being your friend, can't bear that cross. The minute someone makes a rumor about you because you followed you, nope, can't bear that cross. The minute you have to actually... Deny yourself, not sin, not go to that party, not talk to that girl, talk to that guy. The minute you have to deny yourself and pick up this cross, you no longer want to do it. You see, you can't follow Christ like that. You can't. He said, if you wish to be my disciple, this is something you desire. You're really about it. If you really want it, you got to go through the cross. You see... If there was a building with one door, huge building, huge building, but there's no windows, no door, no chimney, no Santa getting in that, that building, right? There's, there's only one door. You wouldn't be able to get through that building unless you went through that door. And when it comes to Jesus, the only door to get to him is the cross. You can't get in any other way. You think that you're doing right. That's not picking up your cross. You got to be willing to suffer. And I'm not saying we're all going to die and everything like for Christ, but are you willing to? I'm not saying we're all going to be made fun of and, and people are going to run away from us and hide their faces from us and they're going to make rumors up for us to get in trouble, but are you willing to? I'm not saying that people are going to come up to you and hit you and slap you and, and, and push you. I'm not saying that, but are you willing to go through that? That's what I'm saying. Elevate. Are you willing to suffer for Christ? Because Jesus suffered for you. Christ suffered for us. A death he did not deserve. 
Matter of fact, he suffered for us a death that we deserved. So are you willing in your high school, amongst your friends, amongst your family, amongst the people that don't like you, that are already looking for something to get at you about, are you willing to suffer for Christ? If I can have Daryl come up, please, and the altar workers. It's very simple. It's very simple. If you're not willing to deny yourself, pick up your cross, and follow Jesus, right, then you don't believe. Or maybe you're having a trouble, you're tr- having trouble believing. Listen, there is times that that happens. It, it, it's, it's, it's not fine. It's not okay. But the Spirit can give you strength. Because we're living in a time right now where you can't, you can't be a Christian in the dark. You can't be a hiding Christian. You can't. You need to be willing to stand out and stand up for Christ, even if it involves suffering. If everyone can stand up, please. You see, Jesus, he had to suffer these things. He had to suffer these things. He needed to be pierced for our sins. He needed to be crushed for our iniquities. He needed to bear the burdens of our pain. He needed to so that we could be forgiven, so that we would not be crushed, so that we would not be pierced. He did all those things. So how should we respond to this then? I say we should, we should be willing to suffer. I say we should be willing to go through it. I say we should be willing to. We should be willing to look like the outcast, the outsider. We should be willing to. We should be willing to be wounded. Why? Because our Savior did it. Jesus did it. Is your life more worthy than Christ? Christian, you you claim to serve God. Is your life greater than the life of the one whom you serve? Do do you expect more than the, the life that Christ received see christ suffered greatly so that we could receive his reward for what he did his obedience if we can go to the last slide please you see vindication means made right see jesus he had vindication at the end of the day when we go back to isaiah 53 it says after this suffering after this suffering there was glory He will see his descendants and have a long life. Jesus didn't stay dead. He rose from the grave on the third day. You see, Jesus was parched. On the cross, he needed water. And before he was going to the cross, he was so so distressed. He was so concerned with what was going to happen that he began to sweat blood. But after the cross, after the resurrection, he was satisfied. And he still is. And he receives an inheritance. The man who came low and walked among the lowly was with the lepers. Now he's higher than anything. Now he's higher than anything. He receives an inheritance and he divides the spoil with the strong. Who's the strong? It's us. You see, if you're not willing to suffer in this life, push aside the things that that this generation and this world claim to be so precious and so essential but really it's sin if you're not willing to deny that part of yourself and pick up your cross that means the sufferings then you won't receive this reward you won't receive this reward the bible says the the person who humbles themselves they'll be exalted the person who's willing to come low right they'll be brought high 
But listen, on that day, the Bible also says this. It, it Don't bring yourself high in front of someone. That means don't boast in front of a king. If you come to Christ after your death saying, I had a great life, Jesus. I had a great life, Jesus. I didn't suffer at all, man. I made money. I went to school. I did all these things. Those things are good, right? But if you're avoiding suffering and you come to Jesus, you're going to be brought low now. You see, make a choice now. Are you going to be willing to suffer now or be willing to suffer later? Really, there's only those choices. Are you going to try to live for glory now and get all that you can get now? Or are you going to receive the glory later? Because I don't know about you, but this, the glory of this world passes away. Jeff Bezos, the richest man in the world, he's going to die. His money not, is not even going to be his anymore. His glory is going to pass away. Right? Some of the strongest men in the world, their muscles are going to deteriorate. They're going to die. Their glory is going to pass away. Some of the most beautiful women in the world, they're going to lose their beauty. They're going to age. They're going to get old. They're going to die. And their glory is going to fade away. But you see, this glory right here, greater than friends, greater than popularity, greater than money, greater than education, this glory right here, it'll never fade away. So are you willing to suffer? Are you willing to suffer? If you guys go, I'll bow your heads and close your eyes. Listen, the altar calls for those who are suffering right now. Listen, the scripture says, right, that God is near the brokenhearted. He's near the brokenhearted. We worship a God who was called the man of sufferings. If you are suffering right now, you are not alone. You are not alone. Jesus will bear your suffering right now as we speak. Jesus did not leave us alone in this world to endure the problems of this life, but he sent to us a comforter, the Holy Spirit, that you would be comforted. You would be comforted through every problem, every trial. If you, are being, if you are suffering right now, come up to the altar. We want to pray for you. We believe the Holy Spirit will show you his love, that he will help you during this time. Next altar call. Listen, if you're afraid, if you're afraid of suffering, you believe in Jesus, but you are afraid to go through that. There is fear, and this fear is prohibiting you from preaching the gospel. This fear is prohibiting you from serving God. This fear is prohibiting you from being able to be a light to your school. You need to come up. You need to come up because if you are ashamed of Christ today, he will be ashamed of you on that day. If you are ashamed of people, and if you are ashamed of Christ in front of people, he will be ashamed of you in front of the Father. Listen, it's either live right now or... Or, or, or live a horrible life later. That's how it is. That's literally how Jesus is portraying it. And for those of you who do not believe, right? You do not believe. This is an opportunity for you to believe. Believe in Jesus. Put your faith in him. Trust in him. You've been trusting yourself too long. It's got you nowhere. You've been trusting in your emotions too long. It's got you nowhere. You've been trusting in all these things that fail you. Trust in Jesus. The altar is open. The altar is open. The Father, He wants you. He wants to save you. But you got to come to Jesus. You got to bear that cross. You got to bear that cross. Let's go. Don't think, don't hesitate. All, all heads bowed, all eyes closed. I want you guys to focus on this. What Jesus did, 
If this is the first time you heard it, you need to really consider it. If this is the hundredth time you heard it, you need to consider it. just want to, if you guys can continue to sing too. Often times in the Bible, you see uh, like these guys talk about what they've been through for Christ. And a lot of you guys think, a lot of you guys think this ain't real, like this stuff don't happen. But I want you guys to hear some of these stories. A few years ago, you guys know about the Nini's Deli incident. We can sing it just a little bit, a little bit lower, just in the background. A lot of you guys know about the Nini's Deli incident. A lot of what was said there literally happened. I remember seeing people I went to high school with, and they began to take my picture, and they began to like post me on the internet. And they began to, to call me names. And the people that didn't like me before, they seized the opportunity. They began to gossip and slander me. They began to talk all types of things about me. I had, I had a, not a close family member, right? Not really my family member. I had a, my wife's family member threatened to kill me. TJ, was, his life was threatened. He was called racist terms. People that he knew from before said, when I see you, I'm going to kill you. We had people that were getting spit on, that were getting slapped. We had people being chased. People were getting doxxed, losing their jobs. A lot of people think it's because we were being racist or we were being homophobic. But I want to let you know that's exactly what's being said. You're going to be persecuted unjustly. If you look to any other church, most of the churches, they've never had someone who came from the homosexual community that left and now is a believer in Christ. We have a lot. A lot of churches, they just stick with their own type of people. You look around a lot of our, our people, they're different. 
when you hear lots of people saying you got to suffer for Christ, they like to avoid suffering. I want to let you know right here, if you plan to remain and elevate, you are going to suffer for the gospel. This is not that type of youth group where you just come and you can't expect people to say anything wrong about you for following Jesus. And this is nothing to be ashamed about. This is nothing to be pity, man. This is actually something to praise God for. Jesus said, blessed are those who are persecuted. And that's what I'm getting about. Jesus says, blessed are those who suffer. For theirs is the kingdom of God. You see, right now, TJ, he's been called every name in the book. He's been attacked. You've been slapped, right? You've been slapped. Right? And that's just, that's just us, too. My wife's lost family members now. They've disowned her in a sense. We can go around the list. Kirsten, a lot of her family don't even talk to her no more because she's Christian. You see, when it comes to following Jesus, there is a cost. And you have to count that cost. I'm going to say a prayer of dismissal. You'll be, you'll be good to go. But listen, don't leave this place deceived. If you are not willing to suffer... You're, you're not, you're not going to be willing to believe. They go hand in hand. Everyone, if you guys can bow your heads, close your eyes. Father, thank you for this time, God. Lord, we get to look just at the, the example set before us in the scripture of Jesus, the man of sorrows, the man of suffering, the one who knows our pain. Lord, I can't relate to anyone in this place. I can't relate to anyone in this place. We've all lived our own lives, but Lord, you can relate to every one of us. Everyone, every bit of our pain, Lord, every bit of burden, every bit of suffering, Lord, you bore it for us. So God, I pray that everyone in this place would lean on you, would rely on you, Lord, would trust in you. God, I pray that the love that you poured out for us on that cross when you died, Lord, that we would experience that love today. We would experience that love every day for the rest of our lives, Lord. And I pray that today in Elevate, every youth would learn to count the cost. They would not be fair-weather disciples. They would not be uh, scared or timid or ashamed, Lord. I pray right now that they would be strong. God, that you would strengthen them when they are weak, Lord. Lord, I pray that in this time, God, you would be glorified. And in their, in their lives, you would be glorified. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You guys are dismissed, but we're still going to have prayer, so you guys are welcome to go back.